This week we continue our look at the Bathurst 12 hour with promoter James O'Brien. I hope you'll stay with us. James O'Brien, the Bathurst 12 hour, over the last four years, the growth has just been absolutely amazing. Well, uh, we took a punt in 2011 and introduced GT vehicles into the events. Uh, it was a difficult couple of years when the production car guys uh, were a little upset about not being able to compete for outright, so they left. And then we've got a couple of years while the GT guys sort of think, I'll have a look at that, see what it's like. And uh, so we started from you know, a small grid of high 20s, 211, 212, and then from there it's, it's just grown to the grid we have today. I guess the fact that the, a number of international teams were so willing to say, well, we know about this Bathurst, we want to come and try it, then got the word of mouth out to a, a lot of other GT competitors that now have it on their bucket list. Yeah, what, what I found with the overseas uh, drivers is they all want to do it, there's no doubt about it. Um, they also want to see a credible organisation, credible rules, uh, so they know if they're going to go through the time and effort, not to mention the money involved, to come down here, that hopefully it'll be well organised. You know, the rules won't change around, there'll be no favouritism, silly little local rules. And, um, and so I think we've got credibility in that area and the circuit speaks for itself. And of course every one of them that goes home speaks you know, so highly of the circuit and it is an iconic circuit that every it's on every driver's bucket list so it just comes down to, to funding really. It's part of a platform of three motor races at this circuit, two of which you look after, the international event and then of course the state level event which is a, I, I imagine in your eyes all about participation more so than trying to build a crowd and build in an audience in that respect and then of course the V8s have the national event with the, the October race. How are you seeing the growth and how much growth are you seeing in the two events you run to be able to uh, lay out your next five, ten year plan? Yeah, you're quite right. Uh, I mean, th this event is uh, internationally focused and we spend the majority of our time and effort uh, on this event because it's just so much bigger and it grows each year, whereas the Bathurst Motor Festival at Easter, uh, that's designed to keep the traditional date of Easter Bathurst going, dating back to 1938. and. Uh, Hand in hand with that uh, goal is to provide categories that wouldn't or ordinarily get a chance to race at Mount Panorama, the opportunity to race at Mount Panorama. So again, we've, it, we, we like to think it's well run, well organised, uh, credible, credible organisation, um, and these categories come, and because it's such a rare opportunity, they, um, they come in huge numbers, and really it's just all about the drivers. There's no television, there's no sponsors, Entries free of charge with a donation to Legacy. As long as the entry fees from the big fields cover the cost of running the event, then uh, we and council are happy with that. And obviously then you have to be selective because you'd have everyone who runs at a state level wanting to come and race at Bathurst. You'd then have to set some criteria up to be able to get the right categories, the right mix of cars, and ensuring that the abilities are there for the drivers who participate. Yes, well obviously you need a national competition licence to be here, so that sort of self-regulates itself. Um, and uh, at the Motor Festival, I think we've got seven categories this year, but we don't deal with individual competitors on any of those issues. Each category uh, will uh, sign, uh, do a deal with us to be there, then they are responsible for administering their own competitors within the rules and the regulations. So um, it's, uh, it's, a lot, it's a lot easier to manage that event 
uh, than, than it is the 12 hour dealing with the individual competitors. What about for the growth of the 12 hour now? Each year over the time you've made the decision to go GT racing, you've tried to introduce something new, you brought the Radio Le Mans out three years ago, you uh, got onto SBS Live last year and now we see Channel 7 live for the entire 12 hours. What's the next step? Well, we need to start considering the increased attendances and, uh, and, and uh, yeah, spectator comforts and what spectators expect. So um, one thing we're working at closely with council is, uh, is the whole timing system around the track, which is a little antiquated, uh, both from the data that the teams can get, but also the, uh, uh, the information that, um, uh, that the, uh, the punters can get. So, um, so that's, that's sort of on the bucket list in the very near future. Um, other than that, we'll just look to improve around the circuit, keep it cost-effective, cost family-friendly. If we can keep it uh, in, a, in a relaxed environment, uh, not too heavily regulated where people can roam around. Uh, you know, as long as the event is, is small enough in that regard, we'll make it accessible for all the fans. And uh, if, if, it starts getting, uh, if it starts getting too big, then, um, then we'll have to be uh, a little bit more, a little bit more um, diligent or serious with, it, with access. But, for me, again, it's all about international competitors. The, the domestic market is only so big, and it's really well supported, the event. But if we want growth, we need more international competitors, and, uh, and Asia is a, is a key target for us, along with North America. Obviously, from about the end of June, early July last year, this event had been heavily put on the radar. Stephen Bartholomeus at Speed Cafe ran the story that V8s were moving their test date. And that sort of blew up a whole media a whole media event and in some respects blew up a whole extra level of advertising which you didn't have to put a budget towards. Yes, it's unfortunate uh, that the clash occurred. We would prefer that the V8 drivers were available to be here. Um, but on the upside, uh, seven months of publicity was pretty much publicity that money couldn't buy. And, uh, and you know, core motorsport enthusiasts know about the 12 hour, but the wider demographic fan base you know, might not have heard about it or really knew what it was about and so it, it gave us great exposure and great publicity and um, uh, the end result was even though we're missing a few V8 supercar drivers the end, the end result was a net, a net positive for us. Do you feel that with Craig Lowndes winning it last year the whole brouhaha in the media that has been a significant contributor to the increased you know selling out campgrounds and, and the visually larger crowd here? Look, yes, I think it would have been a, a significant factor. That, um, along with the event last year when we saw the vision and the, and the finish of the race, uh, uh, the increased grids this, this year and the calibre of drivers, so they've all, they've all added to it, but um, you know, to answer your question, simply, yes. <laughs> How, moving forward, can you and uh, V8 Supercars work to avoid this clash? And I think my personal opinion is Cam's has a stake in the game as well. Yes, well, uh, I believe Cam's first and foremost should be a regulatory body, not a commercial body, and uh, it's not in the best interests of motorsport for two events, two big events, to be on the same weekend in the same state. Um, if for nothing, for, for no other reason, because we require a large number of officials to uh, to man this event, um, and uh, if we don't get those officials, uh, you know, worst case scenario, the race doesn't start. So, um, you know, I think uh, that um, Cam's dropped the ball on, on this on this occasion, and um, uh, it's not a com should not have been a, a commercial decision or commercial factors shouldn't have come into play. It, 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 
it should have been a straight regulatory decision and a, and a common sense decision. And you would normally expect an international event trump a domestic event just by common sense? Well, there's different rules and we, we're technically by the, uh, uh, it isn't an international event in terms of the permit that's issued for the, and et cetera, but you know, that's, that's by the by. I, I just think it's, uh, yeah, hopefully it won't happen again next year. Um, but we'll be announcing our date, if not today, in the next week. We don't have a lot of flexibility. We need to give drivers notice and teams so they can work towards something and then uh, we'll hope that, uh, that we don't have a clash again next year. Obviously, you have been heartened by the response of the fans. Yeah, it's great. We've had a tremendous amount of support in advance of the event and um, uh, obviously here at the event, numbers are up. Um, look, it's a nice trend to have and uh, um, long may it continue. Corporate is up too and that's a, a key factor because you're getting more and more manufacturers who are not just bringing their cars here but they're bringing guests from overseas, they're bringing other people to come and stay here in Bathurst. Yes, it's the first year that all our corporate suites have been occupied. Um, Audi have been great supporters for years now and they leverage it well. Mercedes-Benz have been here for two or three years now and you know, they've got 180 guests here this weekend. We've got McLaren, we've got uh, Nissan, we've got Bentley. Uh, and I think it's a smart play by them because uh, we're, you know, in some ways we're, uh, we're putting it on a platter for them. I mean, the event's on, their cars are here, they're represented. Why not leverage all that to the, to the brand's um, benefit? Well, congratulations on this year and long may it continue. Thanks very much, Craig. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.